I never get tired of reading the word. I pray you never get tired of hearing the word of God read for your hearing. Amen. Mark 5, 1 through 6, it says, Then they came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gadarenes. And when he had come out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no one combined him, not even with chains, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains. And the chains had been pulled apart by him, and the shackles broken in pieces. Neither could anyone tame him. This brother needed some help, y'all. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains, and in the tombs, crying out and cutting himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus from afar off, he ran and worshiped him. The word of God for the people of God, praise be to God. God, once again, we thank you for this day and your manifold blessings of life, health, and strength. We thank you, God, for another opportunity, God, on this side of heaven to worship and adore you. We ask, God, that you come down, almighty king. Be with us. Commune with us. Take a seat with us as the word of God is shared. I ask that you hide me behind the cross and you have your way. For it's in the precious name of Jesus Christ we do pray. Amen. 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 You may be seated in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Mission, mission, mission possible. Jesus to the rescue. Jesus to the rescue. Now, growing up and even now, I question why the creator of the 70s TV show, which has now become a trilogy of blockbuster movies, chose the title Mission Impossible. Now, if you recall in this TV show and now movie full of intrigue and action. Uh, we were introduced to a group of, Jesus on the main line, somebody call me, tell me what you want. Introduced to a group of spy agents who are, are, are presented with a mission, check this out y'all, manifested and manufactured by men, delivered by way of a tape recording or device that always self-destructs in five seconds, leaving the group of spy agents with the option to accept or deny the mission. And as you all know from the reruns, they always accepted the mission. But again, I ask, why is the mission deemed impossible? I have come to realize through observation, information, and personal experience that when men are mankind who are flawed because of sin, set out on missions wherein the Lord is not associated or a part of, their mission is destined to be impossible, impractical, hopeless, and futile. But when the Lord is incorporated, infused and engrafted in the missions of men and women, uh, the mission they seek and ultimately submit to becomes possible, achievable, 
feasible and successful. And the Bible confirms this as Jesus says boldly in Mark 10 and 27, with men it is possible, impossible. But, 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 but with God, all things are possible. That's what the scripture says, amen? Therefore, if your mission is to change the dynamics of your neighborhood from negative to positive, uh, unite your family that has become fragmented by conflict and confusion, overturn policies that are outdated and discriminatory, stop gun violence, as well as feed and clothe the homeless. It will help you and bless you if you incorporate and associate the presence and power of God in your mission. That your mission be possible, doable, and achievable. That who and what you have a heart for can be helped and healed. And here in this familiar text, it also is recorded in the Gospels of Matthew and Luke. Jesus, who is God in the flesh, sets out on a mission possible to help somebody in need. Now, now, if you know anything about Jesus, you know his, his main mission, his focus mission, his motivating mission was to help people in need. And what I like about Jesus is that he wasn't, he wasn't fearful or ashamed to let others know about his mission. Like some of us who clam up and shut up when it comes time to tell people about our mission, our mission from God. But our Jesus, for in the gospel of Luke 4, 16 and 21, Jesus, the living word, stands up, my God, with boldness and shares his mission of helping people as according to the written word. For the text says, and, uh, so, so he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and as was custom, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. Jesus went to church, y'all. He was a church boy, amen? He, and he stood up to read, and, and, and he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. That's going to help somebody. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Hearted, that's going to help somebody. To proclaim liberty to the captives and recover the sight to the blind. That's going to help somebody. So to set at liberty those who are oppressed. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Look at this. Then, 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 then he, he closed the book. And gave it back to the attendant, look, and sat down. And, and, and eyes of, of all the people were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them as he sat down, today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. In other words, Jesus was saying those verses of scripture I just read were referring to me. You see, Jesus wasn't ashamed to tell it like your T.I. is when it came down to his mission to help people. And, and you who make up the congregation this morning, morning are only here because Jesus helps you. Come on, yeah. 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 
See, see, if I was to pass the microphone around this morning, I believe, I believe all of you would share your testimony uh, that, that, that would cause you to shout about how the Lord has helped you. Amen. But, but, but since I'm in possession of the microphone this morning, I think I'll share my testimony of what the Lord Jesus helped me with. For Jesus helped me to be a loving husband. Jesus helped me to be a caring father. Jesus is helping me to be a humble servant in the church as well as outside of the church. Jesus helped me forgive those who disrespected me. Uh, Jesus, Jesus even, look, oh my God, Jesus has helped me pray for those who have spoken manners of all evil against me. Jesus has even had the audacity to help me get a job I wasn't qualified for. Jesus' mission possible was and still is to help people. Amen. Now let's get back to the, the Jesus mission possible in chapter 5 of Mark. And in doing so, we are going to witness a rescuer, a runner, and some reverence in these verses. A rescuer, a runner, and some reverence. But to set this thing up, that you'll be encouraged by the mission possible that Jesus is embarking on, we need to go back to the tail end of Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41, which Jesus' actual mission possible commence, starts and begin as a rescuer. Now, we're not going to, to read these verses for the sake of time. Amen. Wait, I don't, believe I, I don't believe I just said that, amen? Because, because, because we, we, we have time for everything else. But we, we, when we come to church, preach, preachers like myself say we don't have enough time to read that verse, amen? Scratch that, y'all, scratch that, amen? And, and turn to Mark 4, 35 through 41, amen? Yeah, I'm guilty, y'all, I'm guilty, amen? But, but so are y'all because y'all's going to let me do it. Somebody should have said, wait a minute, Pastor, read them verses. <laughs> look what it says, look what it says, look what it says. On the same day when, when Eden had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Yeah. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat. So that it was already filling, y'all. They was going down. But, but he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, Master, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the seas, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one, one another, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey? Imagine being there and Jesus just is speaking and, and stuff is happening with the sea. And the, when you too would have feared exceedingly and said, what manner of man is this? See, have you ever noticed within the Gospels that Jesus seems to have an overwhelming necessity 
obligation and even a burden to get to the other side in the scriptures. Any scripture readers in the house this morning? See, in Matthew 9, 18, Jesus gives a command to depart to the other side. In Mark 8, 13, after getting into a dispute with the Pharisees, Jesus says, get in a boat and depart for the other side. In Luke 8 and 22, Jesus says, let us cross over to the other side. In John 6 and 25, Jesus is found by his disciples on the other side. See, Jesus has a serious compulsion about getting to the other side. That that, 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 that must be something important on the other side for Jesus to do. And here in Mark 4, 35 through 41, as Jesus and his disciples make their way to the other side, on a boat, they encounter a storm. See, how many of you know that as Christians and followers of Jesus Christ, storms will still occur in your life? But storms that, that, that you encounter as a Christian are not designed to kill you, but to test you and make you better. See, this, this was Jesus' goal for his disciples, so Jesus allowed a fierce storm to occur. So fierce that the disciples thought they were about to perish in the storm. So they wake up Jesus and cry out, Master, teacher, do you care? Oh, my God. What a question to ask the Savior of the world. Do you care? Now, Jesus does the opposite, oh my God, of what I would have done. For I would have had some choice words for these brothers. But not Jesus. For Jesus received their question and is moved by their concern and unleashes his power in their presence and rebukes the wind and calms the sea by saying, peace. Be Anybody in a peace be still in their life right now? Yeah. You need God to show up and just say, peace. Yeah. Be still and calm some stuff in your life. Hallelujah. Yeah, you know your children are running ragged. Peace be still. Amen. The refrigerator broke. Peace be I can't put no gas in my car, peace. They getting on my nerves at my job, peace. My wife done burnt the foot, peace. peace. My God, my God. Jesus, Jesus says, peace be still. I mean, you got to use that today, peace be. When you go to Walmart, I know I like to go to Walmart, and somebody busts in front of you in line, say, peace. Be still. And in doing this, Jesus, Jesus uh, uh, the, the, the rescues them from, oh, look, look, this is good, y'all. Rescues them from what their minds and their thoughts conceived as a threat to their very lives. Which reveals to us that Jesus is able to rescue us from our thoughts that can be distorted to think ill of what Jesus allows to happen in our lives to help build us in areas where we can be more effective for the kingdom of God. Stop cursing your storms that Jesus allows in your life. They're there for a reason. To better you, to build you, to equip you. Hallelujah. Yeah, we going to Middletown, y'all, right? So there going to be some storms up in the house. Come, coming from Jesus, amen? 
and, 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 and don't run. Don't stop coming to church. Don't stop giving. No, no, no. Get prepared because what God is doing, he's preparing us for something on the other side. And here Jesus allows his disciples to experience this storm, look, as a test to see if, if his disciples, his disciples, his bulls, my God, his road dogs, were full of faith or full of fear. Because what they would encounter on the other side would need a great amount of faith and not fear to be successful. See, the Lord wants to take some of you to the other side. So he is allowing some things, some storms to happen in your life to test you to see if you're ready for what's on the other side. See, the Lord is not slack to his promises, for he promised to show you great and mighty things on the other side. But in order to take a hold of these things, the Lord has to send some tests your way. And then now, now, now in, in, in chapter 5, Jesus arrives on the other side with his disciples ready to take on his mission possible as he resides in his rescue mode. Remember, remember, I said there would be a rescuer in these verses, and Jesus is the rescuer. Yeah, but I found out he's also a redeemer. Yeah, he has redeemed us from sin. He has rescued us from sin and shame, and because of that, we, we praise God and thank God for his redemptive qualities. Ow! Like, we are associated with a God who has redemptive qualities that we can tap into. Hallelujah! When we feel like giving up, you have been redeemed by the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, Amen. Let's look at the verse. Look at verse 1. Look at verse 1. It says, then they came to the other side of the sea to the country of the Gadarenes. Now, Jesus has made it to the other side, a place where he desires to be for, as mentioned earlier, Jesus has this longing, this craving to get to the other side, and it's revealed in how Jesus emptied himself, took on the form of a bond servant, and came to this side, the other side of heaven, my God, in the form of a man to be savior, rescuer, and redeemer of the world. And here in the text, Jesus gets to the other side ready, willing and able to execute his mission possible. But it's important to know that the place he arrives at on the other side is not a popular place, not a prestigious place, but a small and discreet region located east of the Jordan River. See, see, you wouldn't find condos or tricked out Airbnbs or poolside retreats at the gatherings. But, but, but what you would find in this population was Gentiles and not Jews, because it's revealed in verse 11 that pigs or swine were in the hillside feeding. And, and, and from God's covenant with Israel, no Jew or Israelite would ever be so closely associated with these type of animals. But Jesus is a Jew, y'all. Amen. 
who is on a mission possible that will cause him to rescue a brother possessed by representatives of the devil. Therefore, he lays aside covenant and Jewish decorum to fulfill his mission possible as a rescuer. You see, as a rescuer on a mission, a mission from God, you will have to sometimes supersede tradition and go to the places where no man has gone before to help some folk, to help deliver some people, to give people hope and healing. You got to break some tradition sometime, y'all. Amen. And just do what the Lord tells you to do and help somebody. Jesus, a man from Nazareth, who was talked about, does just that. And the great news is that Jesus is still doing it today. Through uh, rescuers empowered by his spirit that brings with it faith, boldness, and love. Amen. Anybody empowered this morning just to go out and help somebody? Hey, man, y'all don't act like it. Rough crowd this morning. Rough crowd. But, 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 but thank you, Jesus. Anyway, hey, man, y'all just listening. I got you. Y'all trying to soak it in. Yeah, hey, man. Hey, yeah, yeah. So, soak it in. Yeah, yeah. Y'all taking notes. Hey, man, but you can stop every now and then and give God some praise. Yeah, for, for the Bible says praise is calmly. Word calmly means attractive. So when we, we praise God, we, we become attractive to him. Come on, you know, when I met my wife, I, I was checking her out, and she was attractive. And she still is, amen? Yeah, she gets sweeter and sweeter day by day, minute by minute, hour by hour. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So when we praise God, it's calmly, it's, it's attractive. It attracts him, amen? But let's take a minute and just praise God for who he is. Now, it's recorded in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, that, that Jesus would often preach and teach while positioned in a boat. Yeah, Matthew 13, 1 through 3, if you're taking notes, Mark 4 through 1, and Luke 5, 1 through 3. But, but not this time. For, for in verse 2, it says that Jesus stepped out of the boat. Ah, and, and I'm so glad that Jesus stepped out of the boat for you and for me because if he didn't, we would be lost and hopeless. But uh, due to Jesus being a rescuer that, that, that has the power to redeem, he was moved to get out of the boat, not just for you and I, but also for this brother in the text who took up residence in the tombs, a place of the dead, a desolate place, a lonely place where unclean spirits consumed him. But it was something about Jesus, my God. That, that, that made this brother move expeditiously. For the text says in verse 2b portion, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit. Now, 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 now if, 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 you, oh my God, if you skim over this verse, it looks like this is a positive encounter. But when you dig deeper into what's shared in the verse, you will realize otherwise. For what's shared in, in, in the verse is that the man came out of the tombs, which is a place of the dead. 
as well as the man's spiritual state, which was unclean. So, so this meeting, uh, Jesus immediately wasn't to greet him with open arms, uh, give him keys to the tomb, or reward Jesus. No, this instantaneous meeting was to challenge and intimidate Jesus to see if Jesus would be full of fear, get back into the boat, and quietly go back to the other side and make up excuses of why he didn't fulfill his mission. See, that's what we would have done, but not Jesus. You see, Jesus, like Terrence Crawford, stood his ground and took on the challenge and continued on his mission possible for the sake of this brother in need of some delivering help. You know, Jesus has different kinds of help, y'all. He has delivering help. He has some healing help. My God, he has some stop gossiping help. He has some stop complaining help. He had different categories of help, amen? Here he's, he's, he's exercising some delivering help. Believer and disciple of Jesus Christ, be prepared for a challenge from the enemy when the Lord gives you your mission possible to fulfill in a world where you're hated and despised for your allegiance to Jesus and Jesus alone. Amen? Yeah, be prepared, y'all, for some haters of the world to, 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 to call you out. When the Lord gives you this mission possible to help somebody. And we look at this brother's state of being. Jesus couldn't succumb to the challenge and leave him the way he was. Jesus couldn't leave you the way you were, even though you challenged him with your attraction to sin. But praise be to God that Jesus overcame your challenge. And now you're new, improved, hallelujah, wiser, better, and strong. Anybody better this morning? Since Jesus came into your life, hallelujah, and, and, and beat the challenge of sin just for you, just for you. So much so that the places you used to go, you don't go no more. The things you used to do, you don't do no more. Hallelujah. The things you used to say, you don't say any more. Come on, y'all. The drinks you used to drink. Amen. You don't even drink no more. Come on. The stuff you used to smoke, you don't smoke no more. She took my thunder there. Amen. I got to give her no. Amen. <laughs> You have been changed by Jesus, overcoming your challenge to stay the same way you are. You were. Jesus has did something. He has changed you. He has helped you. But for this brother, it was his need for freedom, liberty from what was causing him hurt. Let's look at what this brother's need I need to be rescued from in verses 3 and 5, y'all. Look at this brother's background, my God. 3 says, who had his dwelling place. This is the maniac, y'all, among the tombs. And no one combined him, not even change. He had supernatural strength, y'all, because of this demon that was possessing him. Because he had often been bound with shackles and chains, and the chains had been pulled apart by him. Yeah, he wasn't a part of the Marvel clan. No, he was possessed by the devil. 
and the shackles broken in pieces. Neither could anyone tame him. Nobody could talk to him. Nobody could counsel my God. Nobody could counsel him. And, and always night and day he was in the mountains and in the tombs crying out and cutting himself with stone. This brother was harming himself, y'all. He was cutting himself. He was lonely. Nobody would come and see him. They, would, they didn't want any parts of this brother, y'all. He was possessed. You ever been like that? You, you felt lonely and felt like nobody wanted to, to, to spend time with you because of your actions, because of your attitude. Because of your outlook. Hallelujah. Yeah, it's a lonely place to be. Amen. Yes, yes. Now, from today's standards, this brother's actions would qualify him as one with mental illness. But from the scriptures, we see that his actions are attributed to being possessed by an unclean spirit, that he stands in need of being rescued from Jesus through the rescue. Amen which confirms to us why Jesus took on this mission possible, that he may be the rescuer for this brother in need of help. But in order for, my God, uh, the mission possible to be successful, and it will be for Jesus didn't come on the other side to experience defeat. Yeah, he didn't come from heaven to earth to be defeated. No, he came from the, the other side to this side to be victorious. You know, we serve a victorious God. Even when things look bad, ugly, and worse, we need to know that we serve a victorious God. Oh, my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. But in order for this to happen, oh, on the other side, the rescuee must be involved. And according to the text, he was and is as he saw Jesus from afar off. And he saw Jesus as the one who would rescue him. But how could that be? For the verse is clear and concise. For it reads in verse 6a, and he saw Jesus from afar off, meaning he saw Jesus at a distance as the one who was sent on this mission possible to rescue him, amen? Come on, you know, we, as you get older, and the Bible talks about our peepers going, it's hard to see distance. I can barely see Deacon Harrell back there <laughs> with my glasses on. But, but this, this brother, he saw Jesus from afar off as his rescuer. How could that be? But again, how did Jesus, how did how, how could this happen? Now, what I found out, the reason fire trucks and ambulances have bright flashing lights on them is not just for you to get out of the room. Amen? And it's deep because I, I watch nowadays, back in the day when we would hit them flashing lights and we would get out the road immediately. Nowadays, We just had no regard for some stuff, y'all, amen? That they have flashing lights that, that, not, that we may not get out the way, but their flashing lights are also used to give assurance and confidence to the one in need of rescuing that the rescuer is on the way. 
And I believe that's how the man possessed the rescuee was able to see Jesus, the rescuer, from afar off. Because Jesus, the son of the living God, according to Scripture, John 9 and 5 to be exact, is the light of the world. According to Revelation 22, 16, Jesus is the bright and morning star. So he was able to see Jesus from afar off because of his light. That, that's why as believers, we should let our light so shine that folks in need can see us from afar off. Hallelujah. Yeah, you let your light shine. Amen. Stop dimming your, your light. Amen. I know you wear fluorescent colors, but I ain't talking about that. No, let the light of Christ shine in your life. And when he saw Jesus, I believe this soon to be free from demonic possession. Brother, look at this, y'all. Had a when I see Jesus, amen. The one who died for me, the one who set me free, amen, moment. Which caused him, persuaded him, and moved him to become a runner. I told you there was a runner in these verses, amen. And, and we have a runner here, y'all. For the verse says, when he saw Jesus from afar off, he ran. Now I know that the Lord is looking for some worshipers that will worship him in spirit and in truth. But I also see that Jesus is looking for some runners. People who will lay their pride and prestige aside and run to Jesus for their freedom. See, so many of us prideful and, and, and walking around, prestige, we, 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 we're scared to lay down that stuff and run to Jesus for help. My God. Yeah, he's looking for some runners this morning, amen? Any runners in the house this morning? You will lay down some stuff and run to Jesus. And this running to Jesus, his rescuer and redeemer, shows a sign of urgency to be free from bondage on behalf of this brother. Because I know it wasn't easy for he had to fight against this unclean spirit trying to pull him back and discourage him from running to Jesus. Come on, you know sometimes some things in your life try to pull you back from serving Jesus, from acknowledging Jesus, from praising Jesus. Hallelujah. Don't be discouraged. No, no, run, run, run. And, and many of us can relate for, for it was the flesh, the world, and the devil, hallelujah, trying to hold us back from running to Jesus. See, the flesh was telling you, uh, you're, you're too old to run. Come on, you, 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 you can't change uh, your ways. Why are you going to run? You're on oxygen now. You can't afford to run. Running back to Jesus might kill you. Uh, the, the world was telling us, you're, you're having too much fun out here to run. Atlantic City has upgraded everything down there, so you better not run to Jesus. Run on down to AC and do whatever you do down there, amen? <laughs> so the devil was telling, telling us, you're, you're, you're too much like me to run to Jesus. He's not going to accept you anyway. But we, like this brother, mm, Pushed through sin and pressed through shame and ran to Jesus and have never looked. Anybody ever looked back since you ran to Jesus? Amen. And you have never, ever 
been the same. You've been different since you've run to Jesus. Hey, man, you, you don't cuss as much as you used to. You, you getting there. He's helping you in that area. You have been changed since you've been running. You've been, you've been getting some spiritual muscles as you've been running. Amen. I think running helps your heart. Amen. And since you've been running to Jesus, your heart has changed. From a heart of stone to a heart of flesh. Amen. So much so that when, that, that when people disrespect you, talk about you, you can still love them and forgive them anyway. Because you've been running. Yeah, and, and, and not jogging, not skipping, not galloping. You've been running to Jesus. And it shows, amen. I see you running. I, I see you every Sunday running in here to, 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 hear, the, to hear the word of God. And, and, and it has changed you and I. We got to keep running, y'all. Keep, keep running. Keep, keep running. Any runners in the house this morning, keep running. Keep, keep running. Don't, don't stop running. Keep running. Keep, you got to get on the treadmill with your Bible. Keep running. Keep, keep running, y'all. Don't stop running after Jesus. Hey, he's looking for some runners this morning. That can be free from the bondage of sin. And once we got to Jesus, we just like this once demon-possessed brother, we reverenced him. And once we, once we ran to Jesus, we, we, we went there with a motive in our mind and in our heart, and it was to reverence him. And I told you there was going to be some reverencing in these verses. For the Bible says... He saw Jesus from afar off. He ran and worshiped him. You see, this running turned into reverence as he begins to worship Jesus. Yes, I worship to the Lord Jesus. Christ is a sign of reverence to the only wise God, full of power and love. Our God is an awesome God. So much so that he, he took on this mission possible that would save us from our sins. My God. See, he, he, he was so sold out on this mission possible, Jesus would, for you and I, that, that, that he, he was beaten on our behalf. He, 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 was, he suffered on our behalf. He bled on our behalf. He died on our behalf. But on the third day, he got up on our behalf successfully completing his mission possible for all mankind. And I'm so glad he did. Are you glad that Jesus fulfilled his mission possible just for you? Yeah, they beat him, they hung him, and they stretched him wide, but he got up with all power in his hand, completing the mission possible successfully. For you and for me. Amen. Amen. But this mission possible is not done, y'all. For Jesus has some more to accomplish in the text. So next week, as we rest on our feet, we'll move on to part two of mission possible. Jesus to the rescue. Hallelujah. He's come to rescue us from the grips of the enemy. Amen? Amen. Let's give God some glory. <laughs> mission, mission possible. Jesus to the rescue. Amen. Amen. God, we thank you and bless you for your word, God.
For your word shows a commitment to us. For the Bible says that even while we were dead and sin and trespasses, you, you died for us. You were, uh, were committed to us, God, to save and rescue us, God, even when we turned away from you. We thank you for being a committed Savior that we can count on to rescue us and keep us and sustain us, God. Help us to forever know that as we run to you, the author and finisher of our faith. Help us, God, to forever reverence you by the way of worship. God, you said you seek of those that will worship you, God. Let us be we worshipers of you, God, the one that has healed us, has redeemed us, and given us life. God, we thank you today, and we give you glory. Hallelujah. Bless your name, God.